Hi, everyone. Welcome to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, the podcast for parents with young children. This week, it's going to be another solo with me, with Karen, and I'm going to talk about one of my favorite parenting mantras of all time. Before I do, though, I want to welcome all of our new listeners out there. It's great to know that you share with us all of the messiness of life with kids. There is a strength and a power in being less alone. And trust me, there's also huge freedom and choice when we start to share our stories. One of the moms just said to me this week at class that it can be hard to even be in a baby class when you look around and you see parents looking happy and together and rich with friends and having it easy. Yeah, we know. We know that's not really, really the case 100% of the time and that everybody's taking this with deep breaths, with fear, with doubts, with excitement and with a ton of courage. Because our babies are fun and our toddlers are wild and crazy. But most importantly, we want to be supporting one another in this crazy, crazy, crazy messy journey. Which brings us to today's topic, which is calm teaches calm. What to do when your child drives you crazy. And they will, and they must. You know how it goes. You start the day feeling so optimistic, so ready, so patient, so smart, so perfect. And before you get out the door, maybe even before breakfast, whammy, you're all of a sudden, everything's turned upside down and you're face to face with little people attitude, with resistance, with meltdowns. Your toddler looks at you with a very pouty no and that hopeful grin to remind you that they're still lovable, even with this newfound sassiness. Or your preschooler cajoles their way out of long-standing rules, building a resume for a future hostage negotiator. Or little dictators giving orders to peers, to pets, and sometimes to parents too. What's going on? I'm the parent and I'm sunk, I am sinking. But now you need the mantra, calm teaches calm. When your child is pushing your buttons, there is no way that you can help or redirect the situation if you're buzzing like a crazy button meter. Children cannot hear you when everything is buzzing all around them and the emotions are escalating. So try not to make a big deal out of inappropriate words or even attitude. The last thing you want to do is turn all this attitude into attention-getting behavior. That only reinforces the behavior you don't want to see continue. Okay, so how are you going to do that? How are you going to stay calm? Tip number one, be the wise and reasonable parent. Okay, are you laughing like you're not feeling all that wise or reasonable? But here's what the mantra of the wise and reasonable parent is, and that is, I can handle anything. I can handle tantruming toddlers, whining shoppers, game-playing night stalkers. I can handle the rude, the defiant, and the dramatic. You can handle anything, particularly when you realize that all this attitude and testing is not indicative of any long-term misbehavior. 
a clear, calm response today actually teaches your child the difference between what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. On the other hand, fear, panic, shouting, scolding, escalates an undesirable situation into an even worse one, like gasoline on a fire. It's hard not to get angry when your child is rude or mean, especially to siblings, grandparents, or innocent bystanders. Yet, calm teaches calm. Reactivity is gasoline for future occurrences. So what we need you to actually do is contain and diffuse the challenging behavior. Your child is stuck in an emotional reaction in an unpleasant situation. She either needs your help regaining control and perspective, or she's using her emotions to change your behavior. Remember too, how fun it is to be dramatic, to vent, to whine, to act out uncomfortable emotions. Nobody wants to sit in the frustration, in the disappointment. So sometimes we just take it and spew it all over the place. That's not the most mature way of doing it. So if we're going to teach our children, we have to start with us. So calm redirection teaches your child that there's other ways to act and we can save the drama for play, for high, crazy, dramatic play, pretend, and even those sort of scenarios that remind your child, hmm, remember when you like acted like, like, like frantic child today or panicky child today, and you can look at it from a distance, but probably not in the moment. In the moment, you need to help your child focus on preferred choices and better behavior. For example, I hear that you're trying to tell me you don't like something, but I can't help you right now until, I, until we both calm down so I can listen and you can tell me in a calm voice. Or you might say, Grandma doesn't like it when you talk to her like that. It hurts her feelings. Let's think of a different way to tell Grandma that you're not ready or to give you some more time or that you really don't like broccoli. Or... I see it's hard for you to do something right now, to pick up your toys, to leave the playground, to walk with me, to move the food you don't like off your plate. So you know what? I'm going to stop you from this chaotic action and, and listen so that you can tell me and I can support you communicating what you really don't like. It's a chance for your child to to think and feel in the same time. And that's so important for emotional literacy and for self-management and self-regulation. It's a big, big, big task, but it's a task that starts in very small, age-appropriate ways. If you start small with this kind of attention, see me, hear me, love me, and redirection, and, and be a partner with your child, you'll discover that the small stuff that's happening with your one-year-olds is actually going to set the foundation for big skills at three, four, and five, and even bigger skills when you get to elementary school and middle school. There is one thing to be very, very careful about, and that is step back from the power struggles. Watch out for harsh directives that can fuel that power struggle. The tone of voice matters as much as your particular words. For example, there is a difference between calmly setting limits as in, you may not speak to grandma like that, 
and using a more threatening authoritarian voice that says, do not speak to your grandmother like that. The difference is one demands immediate compliance. The other expects the same compliance, but creates space for the child to step up and actually take responsibility for it. You know it's a power struggle when you feel caught in a spiral of defiance. You feel powerless, but your child is also feeling hugely powerless as well. And so everybody is just stamping feet and trying to outpower the other rather than that calm, teaches calm, which is, I am so assured of my power that I know that I can help you with quiet strength and conviction and faith and trust and love. So when in doubt, step back and wait for your child to listen and to understand. Sometimes this means a short pause, like leaving the restaurant or sitting in a quiet place for a minute. But I promise you, taking that moment and saying, I don't know what to do, so we're gonna take a break until we figure out how to get us out of this mess is way better than gasoline on a fire or adding more out of control to an out of control situation. There's also usually an underlying truth behind the unreasonable and inappropriate behavior. Your child needs to experiment with power and attitude. He needs to try on different roles, be the rule maker and the rule follower, be the aggressor and be the peacemaker. That's the only way children learn about themselves and the world. Listen to what your child is trying to say, even though they say it very imperfectly and less constructively than they will after they learn about consequences and context. They are lashing out, they are experimenting, they are trying to figure out the rules of the world. It's okay for you to know that they need a little bit of space to experiment and that you will keep them safe by letting them know what's okay and what's not okay and helping them regain control when everything starts to escalate out of control. Lastly, I want you to find really child-friendly outlets for all that attitude. Children have to experiment, but they don't have to experiment with you every time. All children need pretend play with dolls, pretend animals, and superheroes. They need construction activities, or possibly destruction play. They need to knock things down. They need to bulldoze through and over and around. They need blocks and they need forts. They need to build and destroy those sandcastles. Most of all, they need silly songs, dance, movement. They need to shake it. They need to stretch it. They need to feel strong, powerful, tight, loose. Let them act out sassy and mischievous characters in songs and stories. Yes, they can be no David on some days. They can be the dinosaurs that don't want to go to bed, that don't want to eat their dinner. They can be Llama Llama. Look for books that have all of those emotions so that children can relate and see themselves outside of themselves. Play is the perfect outlet for self-expression for testing and for experimenting, for learning how it feels to act out. Play is also the place where all inhibitions and constraints of being good 
are released and kids can be kids. They can be immature. They can be childlike in all of their confusion and messiness. So today we celebrate the messiness once again and how hard it is to be a little person. And we're gonna be there to support them and be their safety net when things feel really out of control. Thanks so much for spending this time with me. I appreciate your questions. I appreciate your stories. And I'm looking forward to an awesome podcast next week when we talk about moms feeling that pressure of being in a group that looks very, very perfect. Have a great week, everyone. I just want to add that you can find this article, Calm Teaches Calm, and another one with the list of books that support children through emotional development. And that one's called Books That Soothe and Seethe. You can find both of those and many, many more at FamilyTimeInc.com. Thanks, guys. Bye.